Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Ellie back with you again. We got a fun one today. Uh, we got two things we have to do. First, we are going to draft uh, the best beverages because we haven't done a nonsense draft in a while. And let's be real, this is the time of year where uh, the content well dries up a little bit <laughs> not a lot happening in college football right now if you can't tell um so we're gonna do that but we're also gonna talk about the most worrisome players at each position we're each gonna give a name we're gonna talk through that we're gonna have a whole discussion on each other's players um and we're, we're that's what we need to do we got to talk about these worrisome players because these are guys that might end up that you might want to draft a little higher um you know, we, we see these guys get drafted relatively high sometimes, and we're like, ooh, it could work out, but, like, there's a lot of risk. Um, so we're going to talk about those guys. Uh, but let's let's just get right into it. Best beverages. Uh, who wants to go first? Ooh, I, th- I think I want to go last if I could. Now he's going I'll, first. I'll go first. Yeah. We on board with that. No objections. Yeah. Clear 101. Very, 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 very clear. It's water. There's nothing better than cold <laughs> water. Cold water on a hot day. There's nothing quite as satisfying as water. And listen, every beverage that gets drafted in the rest of this draft would not exist without water. So it is an essential. You literally need it. And it hits so good at certain It doesn't moments. taste good, though. Yes, it does. It no. does. No. It's not the taste, no. but it's the feeling. It's the satisfaction while you drink it. You don't need to taste anything because the, the endorphins from the experience are, are all-encompassing. I'm just going to tell you, my endorphins aren't going ringy-dingy-dingy when I start drinking <laughs> some water. Like, I'm just letting you know. That, that's what Kane's endorphins are going to do for some of these beverages. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No need to complicate things. Water is all I need. Are, are you fine with the 102, Kane? Or, uh... Like, I can take it. I would prefer if you took it. But. All right. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, look, I'll take it. Okay. It's fine. It's all fine. Right. I'll take it. You can have the, the, the turn here. Um, I'm going to take beer, I think, at the 102. I think beer is versatile. Uh, I'm not even, like, the biggest beer guy, but I think there are – there's, like, a beer for everyone. You know, for me, I like it as dark as possible. I love – Guinness in Ireland was the best beer I've ever had. Like, I would drink it every day if I lived there. That would be amazing. Um, but I, I 
I think beer is spectacular. And I feel like the alcoholic picks are going to flow for me potentially in this draft. Uh, I'm going to take wine. Um, I love wine. Love all sorts of wine. Like red wine. I like white wine. Like champagne. Um, blush is disgusting. Like, why are you drinking rosé? Like, that's like France's bath water. Like, stop drinking rosé. It's just not that good. Uh, I don't mind rosé. It's fun. Not that good, though. Um, my next question is, how specific do I have to be on some things? You tell us your pick, and, and if it's not specific enough, yeah. I will call you out. Because if it's if I don't have to be specific, I'm just gonna take soda. Uh, you can't do that, right? You know, but if like, but if I can take all the sodas, yeah, I would do that, right? Um, so we can. Yeah, I think it's versatile. And soda's versatile enough to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get People it. would argue beer would be too, but I think there's levels to it. I I think, I think, in the terms of like picking specifics i think it's so much more difficult to pick a specific beer than it is a specific soda i agree um uh, this is the old do i pick with my heart Um, you know you know you're picking with your heart that's yeah i'm gonna take a margarita yeah, I, I had it on my list. I was like, Kane is definitely going to take uh, A margarita is one of my two favorite beverages when it comes to alcohol. Um, wine is three for me, but I think wine just encompasses more. Yeah, um, but if you're, if you, if when I said this draft pick, this draft out loud, and if you could tell me I could get wine and margarita in back to back rounds. For me, it's a game changer. Sounds like you're not hydrated enough, to be honest with you. I need to drink. I some know water. I'm not. <laughs> Just wait so, till the expo now. Shane is not going to be hydrated enough at all. Jokes That's on you! Like... If Shane doesn't bring liquid IVs for me, I'm toast. <laughs> I, I already bought them. <laughs> they're they're in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right, my 202, I'm going to take will probably be my 101, but I knew Kane wouldn't take it. Coffee. I'm going to take, take coffee here. Yeah, I feel like coffee is the lifeblood of the Western world, I feel like, uh, and it, it's incredible. So uh, whether it be like straight coffee, espresso, whatever, the amount of drinks you can make with coffee, alcohol you can make with coffee, like there's so much you can do with it. Coffee is. I I needed to live. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you wouldn't have coffee without water, bro. Yeah, that's that's true. That's that is, that is a good point. It's an essential ingredient. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my favorite cocktail here. I'm gonna go with the Moscow Mule. Uh, love me a good Moscow Mule. Needs to be in a copper mug. Can't drink it any other way. Um, fresh lime juice. Need like real ginger beer. So good. Um, and even like the flavored variations when you mix in certain fruits with it. Always so good. That's, that's my favorite cocktail. 
I don't know how well that plays on the graphic. I don't know if that should have gone this early, but I picture to myself, I don't cater to the voters. Um, <laughs> never. No, he's clear. never done that. Never cater to the voters. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'll take lemonade. I think lemonade is a high-quality beverage. Um, it's probably my go-to sugar drink if I'm going to have a drink with some sweetness in it. Homemade lemonade is that much better. But even like low quality of lemonade is still satisfactory to me. Like if I'm getting Minute Maid out of like Minute Maid lemonade out of a, 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 a fountain at like a McDonald's, like it, that's still satisfactory for me. I'll take that over any soda. That's fair. How, how many rounds are we doing? Five. Five. Okay. So this is three or two. Um, can I, can I take T? Can I just take? It was going to be my next pick. Yeah. Uh, T is very like hot. Like, uh, how about hot T? I'll take hot T, and you can. That's a fair distinction. You That's can differentiate based on that. Mm. <laughs> Nelly doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I can't I think I think it's fair. My favorite drink of all time is matcha tea and I think that gets kind of ruled out there. But I also wasn't going to draft matcha tea. So. Yeah. Well, look, every podcast you see me with a mug. Uh if you watch the second podcast, you're a secret shopper. It's giant and it has tea in it. Uh going to London, like taking a tea master class. I went to Charleston. I went to the only Tea plantation, North America. I love tea. Um, all kinds of tea. Uh, I think hot tea is what runs the Eastern world. So give me a coffee and hot tea. Uh, I feel like I just have it all. It's fair. Um, you got me in a pickle here. I thought I definitely thought that one was going to come down to me. Um, you know me, Shane. I'm going to draft with my heart. Yeah. Uh, my favorite non-alcoholic beverage is, of course, the one and only, I would call it the DC. That's the big old Diet Coke. Yes. Um, I love Diet Coke. It's delicious. Uh, it's my favorite soda. Um, I adore it. I think they do a great job over there at the Coca-Cola plant, uh, just putting as many preservatives as they can into that bottle and uh, sending it my way. Um, so big props to them. Um. Now, this is a little bla- blasphemous. This is also because I'm allergic to it, but I do love it, which is a bit of a pickle. You might not know that I'm allergic to orange juice. Oh, no. But I am allergic to orange juice. I'm actually allergic to citrus. I'm allergic to citric acid. Of oh, all that things. stinks. It's between that and the lactose intolerance, you really got yeah, it. Right? Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else with the allergic. Daily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the shit beat out of me on the daily over here. But um, no, I think orange juice is the pinnacle of fruit juices, uh, without a doubt. Um, and it's probably the best drink in the morning because I don't drink coffee. 
Yeah. I mean, sweet things, not bitter things. It's definitely like, I think most 12 year olds would agree with you for sure. Yep. You're right there, matcha tea man. (laughs) Um, It's enough. Like 402, I'll pull the trigger. I'm taking the, the milkshake. Like, I think milkshakes can be alcoholic, they can be non alcoholic. I, my body does not tolerate milkshakes anymore, but I will, I will. That's the one time I bust out the lactate is for a good milkshake. And like a great milkshake is really hard to beat. So I'm in for the milkshake. Yeah. Ellie, a back to backer here. Yeah. Well, I know I'm going with one of the picks here. So That's two picks I, too. So. Why don't I do this first? Best soda out there. Hard to find. Especially the way that I like it. Give me a Baja Blast directly from the Taco Bell fountain. <laughs> Baja Blast Mountain Dew. So good. I mean, by far the best soda I've ever had in my life. Bar none. And it's better when it's in the fountain. You're drinking it out of your fountain cup with your with with the ice. Like that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good because you it's a special occasion thing, right? Like it's like, oh, I'm at Taco Bell. Where's the Baja Blast? Um, so now, how they have like the Baja Blast, like freeze. Oh, it's good, it's good. Yeah, I don't know, it ruined the novelty of the Baja Blast. Maybe we'll see. Um, I'm gonna go with another cocktail here. I'm kind of realizing it's not that different from a mule. Um, so might be hurting myself here. I like a good mojito as well. I don't order them unless it's advertised because it's a pain for bartenders to make them, but. The, the 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 rum and more limes in here. I, I guess I love lime juice in my cocktails. The mint is what brings it all together, right? Um, I, I love a good mojito. Just a quick quick aside: Are you pro or anti the mint julep? Um, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. Fair. Ooh, no, no, I, I I like the mint julep. I I am in. You the... know what is in a mint julep? Oh, I'm Googling it as we speak. So it's mint, simple syrup. Uh, bourbon. Uh, bourbon. I don't like bourbon. I'm working on it. I'm trying to, trying to just, acquire the taste. Just checking. Maybe one day. All right. All right. Pretty happy with my draft. I feel like I haven't done a great yeah. job on drafts lately for some reason. Um, I'm not sure you've done a great job on this one. I know. <laughs> no, no, are you a scotch guy? I, I know Kane is not. No, I'm not. I'm like pretty much, if I'm drinking hard liquor, it's pretty much all like sweet cocktails, to be honest with you. Right. It's kind of soft. Like I, I like vodka I'm, and rum. I'm bringing my scotch from Scotland to the expo. I guess I will be the one to drink all of it. But <laughs> that's a lot. But I have this is tiny it, bottle. Is it, how high is the peat content? Uh, we I got the set with the highest peat content. It tastes okay. like the earth. It tastes like like a barrel on fire. So I don't mind scotch with little to no peat. Fair. I just don't like the whole that smoky flavor. Doesn't uh, like yeah. Really, do. this is like the one area of Scotland that's like all the smoke. I didn't okay. actually buy it on purpose, but uh, it, it is very different and good. So. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, 502. I think I'm going to pick up my heart here, too. Uh, I'm going to... 
I'm gonna bypass. I'm gonna bypass alcohol. I'm gonna go with the the lossy as my final pick. Ooh. Like a mango lossy just hits very differently. Uh, you know, kind of that yogurt base with Indian food is phenomenal. So if if you have not tried lossy, it's definitely newer to me, but. Um, it's just very unique and different, but it's like so good. That's a great pick. See that pick coming. No, look, I, I was I was between that and a whiskey sour. I was uh, very close. Uh, with or without egg whites? Uh, with without egg whites? Okay. Just ask. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not opposed, though, you know? It's delicious. I, it. I like yeah. it. Um, I'm between like going with a very specific drink because it's probably one of my favorite alcoholic beverages. Oh, then two. All right, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing it. I'm I'm gonna take apple cider. That's, Ooh, a, that's, good that's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I needed a warm beverage. Like, oh, really nice apple cider, like on a crisp fall day. Uh, you know, you've been watching football all day. Uh, you come, you go to the kitchen, you got some nice apple cider cooking in the pot with cinnamon, some cloves, like just absolutely delicious. Yeah, I actually like that pick a lot. That's, that's a nice round out of your team. Hot chocolate yeah. was high on my list as well. Mm. I don't one. think it's ever as good as you think it's going to be. That's Does that make fair. sense? Apple cider is always better than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Like yes. you're like you're like oh you have apple cider like sure yeah I'll, and then you're like no, it's still really good. Uh, my favorite cocktail is is a sidecar. Mm, yeah, I, I adore a sidecar. I make mine with cognac, and I measure with the heart. So, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you did say you were allergic to citrus. Uh huh. Doesn't mean I don't drink it. Okay. Just, just following up there. Making yep, sure I was yep. paying attention. No, I'm, I'm aware. Anyway, I have about one or two of those, and that's more than enough. I have a couple snubs. I think milk not getting drafted is extremely appropriate. I, I think sitting down and yeah, just drinking drink a milk. Yeah. yeah, drinking Chocolate a glass milk, of milk. I'd be in. Chocolate that's, milk. That was what that's I was going to follow up with. Chocolate milk, however, is a completely different statement. Chocolate yeah, milk yeah. Is, is good. Especially like like chocolate milk in the cartons when you're a kid in like elementary school. Like that was Those were good. That fair life chocolate milk hits right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. An occasional chocolate milk with breakfast with a breakfast sandwich on the weekends. The other one, uh, have either of you had cheer wine? Yes. I like cheer wine. I, I'm a cheer wine guy. Interesting. What what is that? It's a cherry soda. Okay. So I think like, uh, yep. I it might not actually be cherry, it is. but it's Yep. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Shane, you want to recap those teams for me so I know where yeah. I'm at here? 
Uh, and I'm going to actually post it this time. Since we haven't posted one yeah, of these. Yeah, Nelly. Now. So I'm going to post it uh, the day <laughs> this episode comes out. Uh, Nelly's team is Water, Moscow Mule, Lemonade, Baja Blast Mountain Dew, and Mojito. Weak My team. team. <laughs> it sounds worse when you say it. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, my team is beer, coffee, hot tea, milkshake, and lossy. And Kane's team is wine, margarita, Diet Coke, orange juice, and apple cider. Any age of Kane would be very excited for my team. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Kane, is, Kane is a strong team. And at least I think your okay. team is really good, Shane. I think Lossy <laughs> falls off. I, I think I think we're gonna pull in some some crowd with the loss. You're gonna pull in three people. That's good. That's all I need to edge it out. We'll see. We'll huh? see. Some people might not be into the Diet Coke. You know. I think you guys are sleeping on water. <laughs> I mean, look, we might be sleeping on water. I just want to let you know, it's like, yeah, everyone drinks water, but it's not like everyone's like, fuck yeah, water. It's like that's that's I think where you're kind of off a little bit. Like, water's good. It's fine. That's and fine. Nelly, you, guys don't have to, you guys don't have to drink water. We can see what happens. Nelly, what's your, what's your preferred I brand of water do. if you buy, a, a, like, a bottle of water? I don't buy... I don't... I, I avoid buying water if I can. Not, I'm all... I'm a tap guy. Well, uh, well, okay. Deer Park. I don't get the purified stuff. I, I, I Like, Aquafina and, and Dasani are garbage. I... Yeah. I Fiji Fiji Kane is showing to the screen right now is mm-hmm. I think I think it might be the best. If I'm yeah, in the mood to splurge, water. I'll get Voss. Voss is the most expensive. That is the yeah, Oof. not as good. <laughs> it's all about that silica. It's all about that silica, bro. <laughs> so yeah, you so you'll be able to vote and it'll be great. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, most worrisome players at each position. I think it's pr- – do you want to start at one player or should we each say our players and then just kind of have a conversation about all three of them together? Yeah, we can do that. We can just say our players and then have that conversation. So a quarterback, mine is Quinn Ewers, the quarterback at Texas. Uh, quarterback mine is uh, Michael Penix Jr. Quarterback at Washington. I'm going to go with Drew R. Quarterback at Penn State. Interesting. JJ McCarthy was very close for me as well. Yeah, I was between him. Alar also was on my list. Ewers would have been my pick. I knew Keenan was going to take him. So, so at, at least for me, um, you know, Quinn Ewers. What's most worrisome is in was is at the price in which he's being taken. That, I think that's the most worrisome, right? Because we've hyped him up for so long. He was the quarterback one incoming. He for when his senior year will go to Iowa or Ohio State. Um, very exciting for him to go there. He had a chance to learn the playbook. Obviously, he transfers. They have great quarterbacks there. He wasn't really go, ever going to play. Goes to Texas, plays okay. Has some very good. He has some solid games, some very good throws, um, but overall kind of worrisome. You add in the fact that Arch Manning is now at Texas, and I think things get very worrisome, especially in terms of value, which is what I care about, right? Um, 
I think very quickly, if Quinn Ewers falters early, well, A, if they don't win the Big 12, and if he falters early, I think it's really, really difficult for his value to rebound um, until draft time. I think even if, you know, if he does falter, I don't think draft time is going to save him. Like, the, like it's a first round pick is the only thing that saves him. Right. Like you, he has to be a first round pick to have value for you right now. And yeah. it's just not super realistic unless, you know, he, he balls out like the couple of moments last year, they kind of shined, but I'm with you. I mean, I think there's so much downside with viewers. And if he doesn't, let's say he doesn't play out of this world, first round pick and goes back to school a lot of problems yeah. compound because he can't stay at Texas and they, they're not going right. to want him to stay. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, for uh, Michael Penix, who's fallen off a little bit more, but a lot of people have him still as a first round pick. I think he's going to get mocked in the first round. The offense is great for him. He still was like very old, has had multiple knee injuries. Like I think his success uh, within the system at Washington does not translate to the NFL as much as everyone wants him to. He's not overly athletic. I think Michael Penix is more Carson Strong than anything else. Uh, I think he's a great CFF player. I've drafted him in C2C leagues, but like in Devi, I, I would rather, much rather have Bo Nix. I'd, I'd rather have Riley Leonard. You know, I would much rather take a shot on some of these 2024 prospects who actually have some athletic upside and have some more upside. So uh, I just think people are throwing away picks on, on Michael Penix. If he has a full, healthy year, leads college football in passing, like maybe he can find his way into the first round. But I think even his ceiling might be day two. And he's still getting drafted some Debbie places. It's kind of a round one expected guy. Yeah, I guess there's some – I mean, he's had the knee injuries. I don't know how clean the physicals are going to be, which is obviously a big thing as well. It's tough to really speculate there, but there's certainly more of a concern than with a, a clean bill of health sort of guy. He also just like – he doesn't look like he knows how to throw football that well. Part of it's being a lefty, but like the mechanics are a little bit off, and it works, right? It's super successful, at least in this offense. But um, I don't know. I think that's a, a non – I mean, I think that's an issue in some capacity. All right, so who'd I go with? I went with um, Drew Lar at, at Penn State. This isn't so much like a uh, – there, there's just so much unknown with him, right? So it's not like – I'm not saying I don't think he's going to be successful. It's just at cost, right? Like I think there's a lot of potential for everything to kind of just explode in the worst way possible with Drew Lar. Like, that's the keys to the offense now. But, like, the offense isn't a, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, right? Like, this is like, um, I don't know. This is like a, I don't know, like a, a Ford, uh, a, a Honda Accord or something, right? Like, who is who is who is the wide receiver one at Penn State right now? Keandre Lambert Smith, probably. Yeah, maybe. But, like. Also, maybe not. And, like, what has he done in the past, right? Like, there's so many questions there. They're going to be heavily running on the ground. Uh, and the offense itself isn't, like, super high volume. 
Um, they haven't really relied on the passing game in the past. Now, if Drew Lahr is amazing, right, and some weapons step up, then 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 this is a non-concern, right? But he's not exactly stepping into like a super easy uh, situation to succeed. Uh, and he's going, what, like early second round of Devi startup drafts? So like there's an outcome here where he's like an average college quarterback in this offense and never really takes the steps that some people are kind of just preemptively knighting him with. Yeah, I think I think honestly he's tough. Um, I, I, but I've been off him for at cost. I'm about a round lower than you guys on where I would want to draft him. So, um, let's swing over to uh, to running backs here. Um, Shane, who's your running back that that is very worrisome? Mine is Branson Robinson, running back for Georgia. Nelly? Uh, Why don't you go before me, because I have two. Okay. Um, Donovan Edwards at Michigan. I'm going to go with Travion Henderson at Ohio State. Hey, there's some... Some spicy ones there. Uh, I think for all three of us. Yeah, Shane, you just go for it. Like I, I think my fear with Branson Robinson is not the talent. I think, and honestly, I think three running backs we named have clearly have talent. Um, but we need volume to be a Debbie running back, and for your value to continue to increase. I think Branson Robinson is clearly the number three running back on Georgia this year. Uh, behind Dejon Edwards, behind Kendall Milton, and whatever order you think those two are in, Rance Robinson's probably getting cleanup duty if there's not an injury, and like that's about it. So I, I just think his value is sky high right now. I've taken him high in Debbie drafts. Like I'm, I still think the talent's there long term, but I think there's going to be a dip uh, with him. And you know Georgia keeps bringing in talented backs, Roderick Robinson, etc. Uh, then they're always going to have kind of a running back by committee. Um, I also think Georgia passes a little more this year with an actual quarterback that can throw the football, uh, which is nice. Sorry, Stetson Bennett. So I think Branson Robinson's going to have some weak games and his Debbie value is going to fall. So I'm worried that could hinder him, you know, long-term for us. I actually uh, I I think that he is not very clearly the third running back there. Like I think maybe to start on the start the season on the depth chart he is, but I mean if he is what his Debbie value tells us he is, he's by far the best running back in that backfield, and by season's end is the running back one. So I, I'm not saying Shane's wrong, but I, I think he can navigate the depth chart if the talent is there. Um, if, if he starts third, there's gonna be his value is gonna go down in Debbie. That's a that's a good point for sure, and you could take advantage of that if you want to play the market. Um, yeah, I think I like Branson Robinson. I think the the case for him has always been when the season ends and Dejan Edwards goes up and. 
all those things. Like he's basically a first round pick in Debbie. Right? That was kind of the argument the whole time. And obviously they're gonna throw more, but um I'm with you there, but I think he's still very exciting. Nelly, do you want to bash Trevion Henderson? Um, I don't want to bash Travion Henderson. I just want to kind of raise the flags that are there. Um, you know, he he dealt with injuries all this past year, and that was after a really good freshman year, right? There's a reason why he shot up in our rankings. He was running back two, only behind Bijan Robinson. Um, and he showed a lot of kind of workhorse ability. I don't know if they're going to go back to giving that to him, right? Like Mayan Williams kind of showed out when he had opportunity. You know, Dallin Hayden did decent. Chip Trainum is a, is a good player. Evan Pryor is back healthy. Like there's so much talent in that backfield. And while I think that offense might be a little bit more run heavy this year, it still leans on the passing game as a whole. Um, and I just worry that we don't see Travion Henderson – putting up 20, 25 touches a game. I, I worry that it goes back to, I don't know, like 10, 15, and he's almost like a 1B in that offense. Um, I, I don't think this is a sure thing because the talent's there. Um, but with the injuries, with the other talent in that backfield, I just think we might not see as much of him as we would want to. Shane, you like Ohio State, I think. You know, you know, I just graduated from there. I, I look, I think the concerns are valid. Um, I do think Travion Henderson has that five-star pedigree and the athleticism and quickness that as long as he's involved and then gets to go to the combine and show out, uh, the value is going to go back up. Um, but I think Nelly's right. Like, I don't think this is his backfield. He's not going to be a workhorse. Um, he'll be the 1A to mine Williams 1B, and we'll get those other guys sprinkled in a bit. But uh, if he's healthy, I still think he's going to break big runs and and do enough. Um, so it's I've definitely soured on him a little bit, but I think uh, I think the talent in the end game will show out. Um, so I'm worried about Donovan Edwards, and not so much like his talent, but I'm worried about his value throughout the season. Right with Blake Corm coming back, presumably he's going to be healthy at some point during the season, and he's going to get probably close to what his workload was when he left. Like he was already in Heisman contention, he's a very very good running back. Right? Um, I'm I just wonder is there enough for Donovan Edwards to flash for his stock to continue to go up? And I think by the time the NFL draft rolls around, like. I still think he can get day two capital with only touching the ball like 125 times this year. Right. His athleticism, his ability to catch the, catch the ball. Like I still think it's absolutely possible for him to get that draft capital, but um, like we've seen with some running backs, if they don't have necessarily the, the college production to go with it, I think it's very difficult for some people um, to say that his value's increasing when he gets drafted because um, it's kind of more of like a oh why did he get drafted there rather than like a, oh he is a second round running back we should value him as a second round running back so that's kind of what I'm worried about it's just will he have enough work to pair with the good draft capital for his value to continue to increase 
I think it's fair. He was actually going to be my buy this week. Um, but piggybacking of what you said, I think he's my buy like after the season. Cause I, I think similar to Branson Robinson and maybe Trey Henderson, like the value dips a bit. Uh, but the, you know, there's a real shot for a guy like Donovan Edwards to go back to school and be the, be the guy next year uh, for Michigan as well. Let's, let's slide over to a wide receiver here. It can be wide receiver or a tight end or pass catcher. If, if you feel like talking about one of two tight ends that actually matter. Um, uh, who you got here first, Nelly? Uh, I think this is a tough one uh, for me personally because it's a guy who I pumped up a little bit, but I, I think I have to add a little bit of hesitancy with Xavier Worthy. Shane, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go tried and true with Luther Burden, receiver out of Missouri. That was going to be mine. Ah, uh, sorry. No, no, it makes sense for a reason uh if you if you want to take him i, I have another one. no 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 i there's more don't worry mm-hmm. um mine is a guy i really really like but i am a bit worried and that's my boy evan stewart out of texas a m um yeah nelly you want to you want to talk first yeah uh, I think the thing with Xavier Worthy is there's just a bunch of little things that could go wrong, right? And, like, we like to think that things won't go wrong, but um, I don't know. If Quinn Ewers doesn't bounce back, which is by no means a given, um, we could see a repeat of last year, which was not good. Um, he is incredibly thin, right? Like, he's Devontae Smith, but even more extreme. Um, so like, is that something the NFL will care about? They didn't with Devonte Smith, but like, generally speaking, you would like to see a little bit more weight on him. Um, you see some of these bigger names coming out with their, their like off season draft rankings based on what, um, they're hearing from NFL teams. And Xavier Worthy is not towards the top of the list, right? He's, he, well, I think one of, what was it? Dame Brugler had him at wide receiver seven. Like it's not the be all end all, but like, I have viewed him as a clear top three wide receiver in the class. And the point is more that might not be the case here. I still have him as my wide receiver three, but um, just preparing for the potential outcome where it it doesn't work out with him, because I think that is an outcome. Uh, Yeah. Go for it. Uh, No, I'm, I'm with you. I think, when we look at the idea of like minimizing risk, uh, Xavier Worthy is not the player that minimizes risk in my mind, um, but he can absolutely smash too. Um, so I think that's what makes him exciting at kind of where he's being drafted, kind of that back end of the first round, early second round in, in rookie drafts right now. Yeah, I, I am a little bit worried um the, the size especially if things don't go well it, they gotta go really well for for that size to work out uh, like luther burden it kind of is low hanging fruit right he he's stayed at missouri um despite some potential transfer talk out there which i think would have helped if he would have gone to a blue blood program and shown off five star prospects stayed home went to missouri but like it's it's missouri I don't think Luther Burton is exceptionally fast. He's athletic. 
but he's not a, a fast, you know, speed receiver in a big body. I don't think he's Julio Jones over here. And, you know, he's probably going to come in under six foot and probably maybe under 200 pounds as well, or a little bit over. Um, so he doesn't have this like physique to dominate. And he really didn't dominate last year. I mean, people are drafting him based on the, the high school hype and, He's going to be going up against SEC corners who are going to double him. Like, I don't think the production's going to be there. Uh, I, I could see him really falling out of favor um, or that hype continues and then the NFL draft just doesn't go well for Luther Burden. Uh, he's just not not someone I'm too interested in. Um, so I'm worried about Evan Stewart for kind of a variety of different reasons. I think um, – Right. First of all, you have like a not that great of a quarterback throwing to him. I know this is Connor Wegman slander to people that like him, but like I think he's fine. But I think if you're expecting this like monster season from Evan Stewart, I don't think that's going to come. Um, if we look at the past, right, um, Texas A&M does like to run the ball, and it's safe to run the ball. Um, and I, I think they're going to do it quite a bit, even though we don't really know who that kind of running back is going to be right now. Um, definitely a lot in the air with that. But you add in the fact that they still have some solid weapons around him, right? So they still have Moose Muhammad, who I like Moose Muhammad qu- quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I think it's just difficult to envision like this absolutely breakout season that's going to happen for him, especially when like Anaya Smith's still there. He's going to get a ton of targets. So I, I don't know how I see this like huge breakout season that like separates him from the rest of the class, though. I do believe that he's the best wide receiver in the 2025 class, like by a solid margin. I don't know if the stats are going to separate him as like, the guy that should be anointed a year early is like the guy like we've seen in like a Marvin Harrison jr. Um, so I just think there's some hesitancy in that regard. I, I feel like that 2025 receiver class just has gotten so shoved down because the extra eligibility stuff, it's made it very difficult for anyone to really break out. And I'm, yeah. I'm kind of with you. Kay. I don't know if we get it this year from anybody. Yeah, and and it's if it does happen, it's going to be in someone that that we did not anticipate them breaking out, right? Whether that's due to injury or or some other issue, um, but I'm with you. Nelly, thoughts? Uh, I like Evan Stewart more than I like Luther Burden. I think that. There are definitely risks with both, though. Like, I, I get it. Even though you're slandering Connor Wegman, which is not cool. Um, I do think... If you say so. But I do think there are still concerns with Evan Stewart. Like, it's like, we might be putting the cart before the horse a little bit here. Because we want someone to be that guy in that class. And there just might not be that guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, Shane, you want to teach us something before we move into our buys and sells here? Let's do it. I've actually been kind of into like Roman emperors this uh, this summer and like some like crazy things they've done. So I might I might do a couple weeks here. But um, Caligula, 
is known as one of the craziest Roman emperors for numerous things you can look up. I won't say on the show, but one of one of the most interesting things I found, um, and it's gonna it gonna sound nuts, is that he uh, he declared war on Poseidon at one point, and so he actually marched his army out to sea, Poseidon being the god of of the ocean, and he would actually stab and whip the ocean, and then when the tide went out, he saw that as a retreat from Poseidon. So he had all his soldiers gather all the shells as the uh, spoils of war and bring them back to um, to the palace. So for a lot of people, like this story is, you know, it's true. It happened. Um, is like Caligula was weird. He was very weird. Uh, and it was, could definitely be the reason. Like he's just a weirdo. Um, there is some, some historical thought that he like, he really hated his generals and the army and thought they were all stupid. So he basically like did this to make fun of them and like go collect shells. That's what you're going to do. I don't know which is true. Um, but uh, I always like that kind of interesting dynamic that, that occurs. So Caligula is other stuff. You can look them up crazy. Yeah. That, that water just retreating dog. <laughs> like, they're so bad at it. Yeah. They're going to come back in like a few hours, but like, they retreated though. They they felt that whip, you know. They they felt that whip. They're getting out of there. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, I'm gonna go first in the buys and sells here. Um, and I'm gonna start at my sell. And this is someone that I thought about picking as a quarterback as well. And that's Dante Moore. And the reason why I have trepidation with with Dante Moore is because um, I'm currently talking about Devi. I'm not talking about C2C, like. C2C, I don't have much worry because he's at least going to score, probably score points in the college side. Um, those don't matter for my Debbie team. Um, and with with the rise of, of people playing in C2C leagues, it's inflating some of those guys that, that maybe don't need to be inflated from a value perspective. Um, so he's my sell because uh, someone loves him, right? The fact in C2C leagues that he's going over guys like Arch Manning, Malachi Nelson in some drafts is, is straight up bananas bonkers to me. Uh, so he is my sell. Um, my buy, I'll keep banging the drum as much as I can. Zachariah Branch. I think he's going to be a vital part of the USC offense. And, you know, we always like to look at, right, when all these 24 guys go, Zachariah Branch, along with probably Cedric Baxter, are going to be the two non-quarterbacks in the first round, probably, of of startups in Debbie startups next year. Um, so if if you can get them at a good value, um, you know, get get Zachariah Branch while you can. Um, unknown stock right now. Um, kind of mentioned it earlier when I was talking about Texas A&M running backs, uh, but it's Ruben Owens. Cause like, is Ruben Owens going to be that guy there? I, I want him to be, but it, how quickly will Jimbo Fisher give the reins over to a freshman? I think is, I think is a big question for me, um, especially at the running back level. So, um, uh, he's an unknown stock. And if one of y'all could answer that for me, I would absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, I, I don't think I can answer it for you. I, 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 I don't I don't think we see a ton of Ruben Owens this year, but 
Um, I don't know. I mean, we definitely could. Who will it be? Is it Olivia Moss? Amari Daniels? These yeah. are the questions. Yeah, man. I, I feel like it's probably going to be Amari Daniels just to screw the, all of us. Well, didn't they have David Bailey just transfer in? Yep. This season? Weird transfer move there, <laughs> old Davy Bales. Yeah, yeah, right? So, like, he gets some kind of guarantee. I don't know why you'd go there otherwise. This is it for him. Oh, yep. This is weird. <laughs> I'm lost. Well, let me start with myself because my Selma sheet was also Dante Moore. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm also selling Dante Moore. Like, I, I think the hypes, uh, like Kane said, it's kind of out of control. Um, you know, he is a five star freshman who might start at UCLA. You know, that battle's still happening. I don't think it's set. Like, I don't think it's like, oh, it's Dante Moore starting week one as a true freshman. And the leash will be short if it is like, uh, I, I'd rather trade Dante Moore for Malachi Nelson plus or, or Arch Manning plus. Like, I'll, you know, take that shot. I, I just think his value in Debbie is going way too high. I'm with Kane. My unknown stock is an NFL player for my hometown Steelers is Deontay Johnson. He can't not score a touchdown again, right? Like, that, that can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is Matt Canada still the offensive coordinator? <laughs> is Kenny Pickett still the quarterback? Uh, Surely right. like, changes had to be made last year, right? Great, the offensive line's better, right? Is that uh, doesn't help him at all. Um, so, so I'm like, does that mean is there a buy window, or is, is it just man, we gotta get rid? I got, I don't know what to do with my Deontay Johnson shares at all. So, someone wants to help me with that. And my buy is a guy I like. I love taking. In tight end premium Debbie leagues, the last round is uh, Jake Brenningstall, the tight end for Clemson. I, I'm just in for this Clemson offense with Garrett Riley. I, I think it's going to be great. I think Jake Brenningstall flashed last year. Davis Allen's gone, and they're going to use the tight end a lot in that offense. I think he's kind of the the man that people have forgotten about. I think he's going to have a big year and potentially – be the number one tight end. I think we'll go back to school and then maybe be the number one tight end for 2025. Yeah, he was a top recruit. If I remember correctly, he was like the number one tight end in that class. Um, I might be misremembering, but he was up there it's for close. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. I am, I'm buying Antoine Wells, Juice Wells, wide receiver at South Carolina. Um, he transferred up from JMU. Uh, he he showed out at JMU. He was actually at a, a a JUCO before then, I think. So he's he's bounced around a little bit. But last year at South Carolina, he was really good. Uh, he had a couple massive games. I, the game against Tennessee, where they upset Tennessee, I think he had like 180 receiving yards. Um, exploded by far. Spencer Rattler's number one target. That receiving room has cleared out a little bit. He's now by far the number one target there. I think he's in for a really big year. And you can kind of see the buzz starting to grow. I think there's a chance that he is maybe the number two senior wide receiver in the class. He's the type of guy who could who could go in the second round. Um, he, he's kind of got that like alpha prototypical size. And you you'll kind of see if there's there's buzz building. Like some some Debbie film guys are kind of getting their hands on this guy and watching him for the first time, and they're like, 
okay, like this is this is a legit player, right? So I I don't think the the name has caught up to the talent yet, but it's starting to. I'm still buying before the season. Um, Marcel, I don't think I've said this before. Let me know if I have. Travis Hunter is now on the on the Devi radar. I don't understand why. Like I like there is no outcome where he is ever like a, an impactful player on your fantasy teams in the future, right? Like he is a corner first and foremost. Yeah, he might play some wide receiver, um, but like he's never going to be a full time wide receiver, right? And like if you have a part time player, then just ignore them for fantasy. Like it doesn't matter. Um, that goes for Debbie especially, but even for CFF, I see people talking about him being utilizable, um, like in C two C for the CFF purposes. Like that, it's still going to be the he's not going to be a full time wide receiver, right? Like he's, I just, I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. Um, there's a lot of talent there, right? But it's not for Devi purposes. It's it's mainly unless you're playing in an IDP league. So if he's getting drafted in your offensive leagues, which he has been, um, and you are one of the people drafting him, I, I would look to sell him personally. Uh, my unknown is Blake Corum. It's like, I don't know. Like he's, he's very small, right? He's coming off this knee injury. Kane talked about it a little bit earlier, but like, end of the day he's playing at a top five school in the country and just racking up numbers right like are we overthinking it a little bit in terms of the size and the athleticism and just ignoring the fact that maybe he's a really good running back um because i mean he's he certainly is a really good running back it, it's more about the nfl translation i think his his debbie price has probably faded a little bit too far um and and it, at, at this point, he's probably more of a buy than a sell, even though I do fully understand the hesitation because, like, undersized running back can catch passes, but that's not, like, the strength of his game. It's like, how well does this translate to the next level? How much does Donovan Edwards eat into the workload this year? How much does that knee injury affect him? There are certainly concerns. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, make sure to uh, join the free Discord Wherever you're listening to this podcast, hit the description, click on that link. It's absolutely free. Uh, if you are planning on being out at Canton, hit one of us up. We'd love to uh, chat with you, especially about Debbie, um, those things like that. If you want to have a drink, let me know. Um, I like drinking. Um, but that's it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Just want to say thank you so much, and we appreciate every single one of you.